Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, my name is Deb Coviello, founder of Illumination Partners, and I am so excited you have joined me today because we are in the home stretch, the CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track, which is coming out later this year in 2021. We are going to dive into chapter nine and chapter 10 of the book. And as I've shared with you before, we're not going to read you the entire chapter, but give you an idea of the the gifts that I'm sharing with you in these chapters. And in chapter nine, I talk about the compass point of platform, which is also tools that you need in your leadership style. And then finally, chapter 10, where we talk about performance. And performance, I have a unique description. So you want to hang tight here while we go through these chapters at a very high level. But let me certainly say to you, thank you. Thank you for being with me on this journey. If this is the first time we have connected, thank you for joining now. And I do hope you stay for the rest of the CEO's Compass, where in a month from now, in the month of August, I will be bringing this to a close with chapter 11 and 12. And if you've missed earlier chapters, please go back through the Drop-In CEO podcast and find those other chapter readings. But again, this is for you. Whether you are a CEO or senior business leader, you are an entrepreneur or mid-career professional that is stuck, or you are an emerging leader who has been a rock star and maybe no longer or doesn't have a support system to mentor you to help elevate your career. So for that, this is a resource for you as well. So all of you, I do care about. But let's fast forward and let's get into chapter nine. Now, it's a very interesting title. Chapter nine, Compass Point, the platform, tools that elevate your team's impact. And what is so different about this chapter is I'm not talking about buying a particular software package or something off the internet. It's basic tools that enable your team to perform. Now, what it is not, and what it is not, I am repeating that, so often leaders go into situations where we're not meeting a particular performance goal, and we like to buy a tool, buy a resource that's going to close that gap and solve all the world's problems. And yes, that may solve things in the end, but if you have not prepared your people with the necessary skills to grow, sustain, and elevate people on their team, all the money that you throw at potentially solution is for naught. Because if you don't have leaders on your team with the right tools that they need to perform as they interface with the new tools that you've implemented, it's not sustainable. You're going to lose money. 
And these are the things you should be doing. So I have learned in my own leadership where I have had made, made many mistakes. I've also learned some tools that have been invaluable to people who have gone through my human centric leadership course. And one of the things I have seen along the way is that as things get crazy, as things move along, as you're implementing new systems, growing your business, time management, I'll say it. Time management is not only a problem for you, but also for your emerging leaders and people on your team. So knowing what is important and what is urgent and the variations on that is absolutely critical to developing your team. And real quickly, I cannot take credit for this. This is the Eisenhower matrix. But real quickly, knowing what is urgent and important, the tip is do it now. If it's not urgent, But important, schedule it for the future, but don't delay, don't procrastinate because it may become urgent and important. And then next, when you have a task at hand, what is urgent but not important for you to do? Learn how to delegate. And finally, if it's not urgent and not important, delete it, let it go, remove it from the universe. You don't need to do it. And so that is a really quick tip, but you will find a lot of even yourself or your people don't have that tool. Another tool you should really be, again, hopefully you're taking notes here. These are tools that elevate individual performance to be able to sustain the gains and have the right foundation so your people can perform as you grow and go through rapid change. Active listening, Now, that's my superpower, but I propose people can develop this listening with compassion, seeing what people are really saying, pausing and reflecting to gain deeper understanding and ask questions is active listening. And so often we are groomed to have the answers, have the information, be the technical expert because we are celebrated when we have all the answers and we share that. But if everybody is talking in the room, nobody is listening. And if you are listening, is it active listening or are you multitasking? I propose to you that if you don't listen more and speak less, how is your team going to model the behavior? And then when you do speak as an output of active listening, are you using the right words? Are you reframing what you heard? Are you asking for clarity clarity amongst others? If you don't do that, you're going to waste so much time. And if you haven't engaged in active listening, how can you help your other people, your people on your team to actively listen? Active listening may take time, but it will save you much time and money in the end. And so another thing I want to talk to you about in terms of platforms and tools, and I have seen this in a lot of situations, we bring people together sometimes if we don't have a good project management structure and we fail to define roles and responsibilities. One of the tools I have found invaluable is the RACI, R-A-C-I. Who are the people on the team that are responsible for tasks and execution? accountable people who are ultimately accountable that if what is being done is not successful, the buck stops there. Who should be consulted, not a decision maker, but consulted as part of evolving solutions for the task at hand? And who should simply be informed as an interested party or stakeholder? And, you know, unless we take the time, and I talk about time, time is a valuable commodity, but if you don't take the time 
at the beginning of a project, bringing people together, teaching your people the importance of clearly defined roles and expectation. Have you ever seen a lot of wasted effort? Have you seen somebody come into your office, shut the door and say, can we talk? Those are those moments that, yes, they are opportunities, but had we set up the environment for people to have roles and responsibilities, ground rules, understanding, and allow people to be independent and only consult with you when necessary, if we haven't given our people these tools or platforms, ultimately, you have to do things twice. There's a lot of rework, and your team is not optimally performing. But let's move forward into one other favorite tool of mine. It's powerful messaging for impact. Wow, what I learned (laughs) along the way. Powerful messages, words for impact. Sometimes we don't teach our people these powerful tools. And it is a tool, but it's something where people can build their confidence if they know how to frame a conversation. And so here they are. I'm going to lay them out. When people are coming to the table with their information, their ideas, they need to say things like, I propose, we need, I need, I believe, I know. They shouldn't be saying, I think, I hope, do we? Should we? I'm not sure. What do you think? These are all points of weakness. And yes, they may be valid concerns and valid questions, but unless we give our tools, the tools to our people to reframe a question. So here's a quick example. I think we need to replace that piece of equipment. Otherwise we run the risk of failure. Does that sound convincing? Does that sound powerful? Mm, I don't think so. However, If we model this behavior and teach our people, give people the tools on better ways of saying things, this person could have said, I propose we replace the equipment by the state because the impact to our business will be downtime and it'll impact our customers. Wow. Doesn't that sound a little bit more stronger than what I originally said? I think we need to replace the equipment. These are tools powerful things you need to give your team. And again, when I talk in terms of the CEO's compass, if people are not having good time management, they haven't established clear roles and responsibilities and expectations when teams come together, and they don't know how to use powerful words for action, you have not provided your people the platform and the compass point for success. Now, there is so much more in this chapter. I can't wait to not only share with you what is in the book, in the CEO's Compass, and I have so many other tools that if if you find this interesting, let's engage, let's have a conversation. But just pause and reflect and think about, are you, is your team, equipped with the right platform and tools to continue to be successful? Now, let's just transition a little bit. Chapter 10, it's all about performance. Performance is not a performance review. Performance is not just getting that service level, that quality level, that reliability level, and you high five and say, call it a day and let's go get a beverage. That is not performance. And I suggest that you change your mindset a little bit. But I do want you to think about this in terms of your people. Sometimes you have people that are not performing to expectations, and it is your job to ask the questions about what is preventing them from being successful. But sometimes we as leaders say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Or it's somebody else's job to deal with that performance issue. Or 
they've been in that role for so long, they can't be changed. Let's hire somebody else to kind of backfill those responsibilities or those capabilities. And, you know, those may be short-term fixes, but they will fail you in the long term. So that is why the CEO's Compass provides you a unique chapter to talk to you about how can we elevate the performance of the entire organization, the team, and the individual. And it does take your role, your leadership, to mentor people. Now, I have a lot of stories where I didn't have this along the way. So these are insights and things that I've gained along the way. But I will leave you with two really important concepts. I'll ask you this question. Why can't everybody be a high performer? Why can't everybody be a high performer? We've been conditioned that people are on a bell-shaped curve. If we measure them to the exact same standard, that may be. But it's because we go in with that mindset that is the narrative we are told. Not everybody can be a high performer, so we have to put them in a box, put them on a bell-shaped curve. And I think differently. I propose to you to start from a place of thinking, why can't everybody be a high performer? Why can't every individual, every team, the entire organization. And you don't have to throw a lot of money at it. You don't need retreats. You don't need ping pong tables. You don't need a coffee bar to get everybody being a high performer. But I will tell you, in the context of performance, let's go back to your high level strategy in an organization. If you have set the expectation in your company, everybody is going to provide an excellent customer service. Now, Think about that. That's easy for the people who are in customer service or your commercial or sales organization because they're interfacing every day. They understand it. They can see it. And they have been well-trained to respond and provide excellent service. But let's take it down a notch a little bit. Let's think about the people maybe in the back office or in operations or maybe the operator or service provider on the floor. Somebody else in the organization that doesn't have day-to-day interactions with your customer. Ask yourself at the organizational level, does everybody have the skills to provide excellent customer service? And if the answer is no, because they've never been trained, that's not been their role, I suggest to you, think differently. Every opportunity that an individual within the organization might interface with another individual in the organization, those are internal customers. And unless you prepare them and avail them the skills and opportunity to know what excellent internal customer service is, at the end of the day, your external customers are going to feel the pain because internally, your people don't have the performance capability to provide excellent service within. Where there's handoffs where people have to send emails or reports or send data or, or just those handoffs. If they're not having a good day and you're not meeting internal expectations, you are not going to achieve the highest level of performance. So, For you, the question is, at the corporate level, when you set a strategy, we are going to deliver the best customer service. Ask yourself the question, can everybody be a high performer to that level? And if not, ask yourself the question, then what skills, what programs in place, what programs do we need to put in place in order to achieve that? And then ask yourself that same thing when I go down into the business unit level, go down to the team level, and then even the one-on-ones with the individuals. I would propose to you to stop asking them questions about how's that project going? 
Are you on time? You know, give me an update on that thing over there. Stop doing that. Start asking better questions. And again, I think differently about what do you need? What's holding you back? Do you feel you can be successful in doing these tasks? What's missing? How can I help? And, you know, I talk about this in another blog post about the different types of performers in your organization. I propose to you that if somebody is already a high achiever, definitely ask them that question because they'll tell you what they need to excel. And then your steady Eddie, your individual that just is heads down loyal and always does their job, ask them the question, what do they need? What do they think? How can you help them? What barriers might they see? And you open that person up to possibilities because if you only ask them the question, how's that project doing? Is everything okay? Yes, no, binary response. You are not going to gain valuable insight as a leader. And on the chance that you ask them what they think, how they're feeling, do they have everything they need? You might gain insight, leveraging active listening, truly be intentional with asking them. You may be able to resolve an issue, a barrier. Give them what they need, and oh my, the steady Eddie, the average person, might become a high performer because you took the time. And then let's talk about your poor performers because we put them on a bell-shaped curve because that's the narrative that we are told that you will have poor performers. Have you ever had a chance to have a conversation with them? And if it's not you, have your people, have your managers had conversations with who we believe are the poor performers? What do they need to be successful? Are they in the right role? Are their leaders even asking them how they're doing? I propose to you when we take time to get to know the steady or the poor performers and set expectations and help to remove the barriers, you know, those poor performers might ultimately become your steady eddies. And then the steady eddies or your average performers become your high performers. But it all starts with you. It starts with leading indicators about how often are you or your people having those monthly connection points with your people daily, weekly, might I suggest. How many people are engaged in mentoring? And again, this is not one-to-one. Mentoring is a little bit different. That is an investment. And think about it as a leader. We need to make more investments in our people. Again, we don't sell our people. We do sell services and products, but it's the people. It's the performance of the people that if you don't have their back, if you don't invest in time to develop them to be as efficient as they can and giving them all the resources they need after you've asked very intentional questions. If you don't do that, your investment in people become an expense and it impacts your bottom line and it may impact your top line. Now, my conversation here has been mostly towards CEOs and senior leaders, but when I think in terms of the people who are an entrepreneur or in their career, you know, within an organization or even the emerging leaders, any one of these tips that I've shared you in terms of improving your performance, leveraging new tools and techniques, you will become more visible and more successful. I promise you, because if you take this seriously, you pause, you think, you reflect on how have you been performing? What tools do you need? What questions are you going to ask other people in your sphere of influence? And are you going to listen and be intentional about elevating people, not just a platform or just a transaction? 
Now, I've shared with you an awful lot in chapter 9 and 10, but again, the CEO's compass, I may not give you all the answers, but I ask an awful lot of questions to get you to think. And really, it is simply a guide because ultimately you are sailing this ship. You are taking the compass and taking yourself and your business on a journey. But it does start with just asking the question, having the right tools, and making a decision about where you need to invest more. Otherwise, you're going to get further and further off track. So think about it. The CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track. My, I'm sharing this with you, and hopefully this podcast episode resonates with you. If you would like to hear more about the CEO's Compass, visit my webpage, dropinceo.com. There's a page there for you to click on and get on our wait list and hear more. Please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Share with others if this resonates with you, because if you're listening, I'm grateful. If we haven't met, I do hope we can meet someday. Please reach out to me. I'm very active on LinkedIn. My website, you can contact me as well because I think everybody at some point does not feel like they're on track. They just need somebody to talk to, share some ideas. A little bit of conversation is free and I offer that as a gift to you. Reach out to me. 30-minute conversation is how we elevate everybody and that's why I'm here to do that. That is the Drop-In CEO brand. And with that, I thank you for joining me for chapter nine and 10, and I wish you continued success. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.